welcome to another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prada. Today I'm thinking about the beautiful work of the Holy Spirit. There is so much we can say about his ministry, his many ministries. But today I'll just focus on one, how he helps us grow in sanctification. Now, when we repent, and come into reconciliation with Jesus. He sends the Holy Spirit into us, and the Spirit begins his work of regenerating sanctification. Because we're born dead, spiritually empty, and carnally minded with a sin nature, when the Spirit comes, he enlivens us and begins the work of shaping us like clay, into the Lord's likeness. Here are but two verses that remind us that he grows us sovereignly and perfectly. It's him who does it. Acts 16, 14 says, One of those listening was a woman named Lydia, a dealer in purple cloth from the city of Thyatira, who was a worshiper of God. The Lord opened her heart, to respond to Paul's message. In Romans 8, 6, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Romans 8, 6. And it's the spirit who helps us be spiritually minded. Now the change from dead to life is not, well, the justification is instant, but the growth is not instant. It's not evident immediately. We go from someone who is dead in the flesh to someone who is bearing good fruit is that the nature, the spirit nurtures in us. Galatians 5, 22 to 26. I mean, even the apostle Paul battled his flesh. Romans 7, 15. We're in the flesh until we die, so we're always going to battle it. But the Spirit is in us to help us resist our carnally-minded thoughts and help us through temptation to carnally behavioral actions. Through constant submission and prayer, study of the Word, and good works bearing fruit, the Spirit leads us into good things which will be completed on the day we're glorified in body at the rapture or upon our death and resurrection. Galatians 6, 9, 1 Corinthians 15, 51 to 52, and 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 to 18. But sometimes it's hard to detect if, can we see this change in ourselves? When we grow by degrees, you don't see it at first. It's like on the first day of school, when I see the little kindergartners I had worked with in the previous year, now first graders, I notice that they have sprung up like weeds. You know, I notice it because I had not seen them for eight weeks. But do I notice growth or change in them day in, day out during the school year? Not so much. And that's just physical outward growth. It's even harder to detect fruit-bearing spiritual growth in myself internally. 
The Bible says for us to set your mind on the things above, not on the things that are on earth. Colossians 3.12. So I do. I ponder heaven and the spirit and Jesus and the things that he has revealed to us in the Bible. One day I was musing along in my mind and I thought of the statue of the David I'd seen in Italy, the one that Michelangelo had carved. And it was a beautiful piece of work, so lifelike, carved out of marble. And I'd thought, it'll be gone someday, as will all man-made art. I shook my head sadly, but then another thought popped into my mind. Hey, I, in heaven, I can go over and see the real David. My mind was no longer on earthly things. But I realized that the greater treasure was the resurrected, glorified, and perfected David that the Lord had personally set as king of Israel. I mean, I laughed out loud. The real David, how about that? I mean, do you ever think about that? How the characters that we read about in the Bible are real people that we will really see and interact with in heaven? I began to get a glimmer of just how beautiful the Lord's work is in us. And that there will be many more things that will be stunningly beautiful that my brain can't even conceive of. But um, as I grow, thanks to the spirit, I'm now just getting a tiny glimpse of. Slowly and surely, the Holy Spirit does his work in us. Praise God. As we grow, we let go of earthly things and we trust the fact that no matter how lovely the man-made things of earth are, like soaring bridges or stately buildings or beautiful art, the Lord is preparing a place for us that will be astoundingly beautiful. And the foremost beauty of which are the glorified and redeemed people populating the place through the redemptive blood of Jesus Christ. And even more than that, Christ himself is the most beautiful of all. Now, I think about beauty a lot. And R.C. Sproul used to talk of beauty from the Bible, and especially of how beautiful God is. Sproul said, quote, other texts also talk about God's beauty. One thing have I asked of the Lord that I will seek after says the verse, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. That's Psalm 27, 4. And Sproul continues, in Psalm 29, David calls on us to worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. In both places, Psalm 27, 4, Psalm 29, the Lord, or significant aspects of his character are called beautiful. That was R.C. Sproul. We are being grown in his beauty. Do you have a moment when you come across a growth marker in yourself? When you realize that a response to a thought or a situation was a result of of the sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit? 
celebrate the Spirit's work, ponder Him, praise Him, and thank Him. He dwells in us, grows us minute by minute, day by day, year by year, into the beauty and holiness of the Lord Christ. Well, this has been another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast. Thank you for listening. Consider the beauty of the Lord, and I hope you have a beautiful day.